Love it and touche. How may I direct your call? Hi, I'm going to speak to Jennifer, please. Okay, one moment while I transfer you. Thank you. Hi, this is Jennifer. Jennifer, it's Joey Jingola. Oh, hi, Joey. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Hold on one second. You caught me right as I was running into my office. Let me close the door. Well, good timing. What a great surprise to hear your voice. How are you? How are things going? Good. I mean, I have a, I don't know, a questionable habit of randomly calling insurance people, and uh, I thought uh, it might be fun to talk to you and see what's going on. Well, um, headed into fourth quarter, you know, things are end, end of year. Things are great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I've been kind of expanding some of my reach into other states, and our Marsh McLennan agency merger has been going well. And kind of running like a little chicken with my head off, head cut off most of the time. Uh, well, that last part, I mean, that's questionable, but I mean, everything else sounds pretty good. <laughs> you know, it's just, I'm trying to build up, you know, it's, it's always like, you know, you, you get a new client and then it's like, okay, on to the next client. And then you have to make sure the new client is taken care of really well. So, you know, it's, it, it's been fun. So I have no complaints. Well, you're my favorite. I'm new, but not new in the insurance agent person. So I've never met really anybody quite like it. Uh, so I'm curious what that that's looking like. I mean, you know, uh, being what I would consider marginally, if not fairly well established. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, well, you know, I found myself kind of mid career, um, you know, at a crossroads. My the the route that I was on in education. It took a turn, and, you know, I just really thought about, like, you know, Jen, this is, you could either go and keep going with education, or you could do something 100% different, and I just decided that you got one life, and why not try something different, and uh, the big thing that kind of got me interested with Love at Touche at the time was the HR gal called. She spent two and a half hours on the phone with me. And if you hadn't looked for a position for two and a half, for like 15 years to spend two and a half hours on the phone with somebody, I thought that was pretty impressive. And, you know, I just thought, okay, I'll, I'll explore this. I didn't know anything about insurance except for home and auto. I had yeah. no idea the difference between benefits and bonds and, you know, surety and everything was a foreign language. And, you know, I jumped in, got my license. And then I just hit the ground running. And, um, you know, I think, I think since I was so, <laughs> I was so ignorant of all the, the myths in this field that I just didn't have any of that fear hold me, hold, you know, like holding me back. Like, we don't do things that way, or you can't call somebody 18 times. Or, you know, so I just figured I'm going to do this the way that I have always kind of done sales and build relationships, get to know people you know, see what I can do to help them first. And five and a half years later, it it's working. So I'm happy about that. So you're not re not regretting your departure from education? No, not at all. Not at all. In fact, um, my biggest eye-opener in this industry is that there's such a huge world out there. You know, it's like you can do so much with this career. You know, you can be a producer. You can be a producer for the rest of your life. There's lots of other avenues you can go. You can be a specialist. You can work with carriers. 
Um, you can work within companies. You know, I think that there's definitely a whole bunch of um, there's a whole bunch of people exiting the field because of age. So there's that opportunity, and then coupled with technology, I, it's just to me it's it's a fantastic field. I've actually brought my uh, my son just started his freshman year, and I've brought him around the agency because I'm really trying to <laughs> inspire him to look at it. <laughs> uh, we, that's another thing we're guilty of is. Um over excessive family involvement at some point in time. <laughs> well, I'd love to train him up. You know, I think that he's been offered a couple of ride-alongs with some of the guys here to do risk uh, risk control visits, and he's taken them up on it. And he's just been like, "Mom, this is just so cool." Do you know we learned this and this and this? <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, it, it is pretty cool." So I'm kind of one of those, and I'm such a geek. You know, it's like so. Um, yeah, it really fits and. Yeah, you know, I was listening. I've been listening to your podcasts, and I just find them so fascinating. I've been telling everybody in the agency, you've got to <laughs> listen to this because, you know, if you're if you're if you're getting other ideas all the time, it makes your life a lot easier too. It's like you can't think of everything. No, that's uh, that's certainly true. Um, sometimes too many ideas is, is is also a problem, but that's a better problem to have for sure um, than not enough. Um, I do appreciate that. Uh, I, so I'm, I'm curious, I don't know if we've ever really got a chance to touch on this, but like what, you know, you said there's so many different ways that you can go in the industry, but I mean, like what, what are you focusing on right now? Like what, what's your current trajectory? So my current trajectory is, um, I am certainly locally focused because, you know, I personally, I love Tucson. I'm really engaged in the community. Um, I've been here for a long time, and so, you know, I uh, I love that. I love the fact that, you know, like today I'm going over to a place, it's called the Fox Theater, and I'm learning about, um, it's a second chance program for folks that uh, were felons, and they're going in, back into the workforce. Mm. And the speaker is one of the representatives from um, Killer Dave's Bread. It's called Killer Dave's Bread. I don't know if you've ever had it. You eat bread. I, you I do. have zero problem with bread. I love carbs. Me too. So you have to have Killer Dave's bread. Uh, is is it just a, on that? Is it just like an Arizona <laughs> thing? Because I'm out on like more. On, I'm in Ohio, so I, I don't know if it's made it my way yet. I don't know. We'll have to look into that because I feel like that's a West uh, Coast thing that I'm just I'm not it hip to. It could be. It could be. So you know, Dave um, had a a little bit of a torrid past, and you know his whole. You know, when he got out of prison, he joined the family business back, and then um, now he is, you know, he's helping other companies see that there's value in hiring back to give people a second chance. Hmm. So, you know, I've, I invited a few of my friends, and so that's what I love to do in Tucson. It's like, you know, I love to show up at, you know, all the different community things, the nonprofit, the fundraisers. So it's a very comfortable place to live. But then there's a whole big, you know, there's all these national accounts and there's these regional accounts. So um, I'm, my trajectory right now is I have uh, signed up for the RIMS um, Western Conference, which is the Risk Insurance Management Society. I'm going out to Vegas in September. I'm connecting with a lot of those chapter members because in May they have the national conference so I want to have some people that I already know before I go to Denver in May. Hmm. And 
people that are involved in that um, are like the school, the national charter schools, and then some of the casinos. And so I'm trying to work also upstream as well as keep my local touch here in Tucson. That's interesting. I kind of like that. So you mentioned that you want to try and insure casinos. I would love to try because you know that's one of my passions. I love to I love gamble. To gamble so oh, right. interesting. <laughs> We're learning so much. Um, what is your game of choice, Jennifer? Uh, I love blackjack. Okay, blackjack is is my favorite game. At least a yeah, always... skill based game. If you said slots, I'd be like, I, I don't know, Jennifer. That you might want to try something else, but. Well, I love teaching people how to play play blackjack too. So I just spent a couple weekends with my girlfriends, uh, different girlfriends in in Vegas, and my husband was less than pleased that he wasn't invited. But uh, sometimes you got to get away, and I taught a couple of people how to play, and they hit big. And so now, you know, we have this kind of like, <laughs> you know, what's what's LV twenty twenty going to look like? So interesting. I uh, blackjack I... is is it for me. I um I've been wanting to go back and watch that movie Twenty One again. I, I mentioned, oh, yeah, yeah. but uh, Kevin Spacey's in it. And it's kind of ruined it for me. I don't know if I can do this. Um, but uh, oh, I blocked him out of my mind. You know what? I'm with you on that. <laughs> I haven't been able to pull the trigger. I was like, I remember this being a good movie, and it's kind of fun, like counting cards and all that good stuff. But I was like, I, I haven't been able to really come to like some Kevin Spacey stuff in a while, but uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that now that you've said maybe. blackjack's your game. I'll just, cause I mean, I'm not any good at it, but I like, I like things that make me feel like I'm good at something. And that movie made me feel like I could be good at blackjack. Um, well, you want to know something? So if, if, if you wanted any help, like I will show you the strategy and then you can walk away feeling very competent at it. And then, um, you know, that will, you know, and it's all about like helping people get better at stuff. You know, that's, that's kind of part of part of what drives me. So yeah, okay. Well, that's a that's a deal. Um, I will take you up on that at some time. But I want to get back to casinos. Uh, <laughs> I have I have to know like what does that look like? What's what's an average premium on a casino? Like what makes a good casino? What's a, what's a bad casino? How hard is it to kind of get in the door? I'm assuming there's, I mean Vegas that that might be some uh, some possibly possibly questionable characters involved. I don't know. I'm just stereotyping here. But I mean, what does that look like? It sounds like such a crazy world to me. I think it is kind of a crazy world. So, um, you know, and one thing I kind of always subscribe to is, you know, maybe it won't be viable right off the bat. Yeah. I don't know yet. You know, so what my whole intention, too, in meeting these folks in Vegas is, you know, maybe somebody can coach me, too. You know, I don't have a network in Vegas. So if I'm also part of, you know, this chapter, then... I can meet somebody and then they know somebody and then all of a sudden I can maybe help out with my, you know, with Marsh McLennan, we are part of that national arm of Marsh. Right. So whatever can get insured, I know we can do it. I just don't have, you know, I'm not, I don't have that yet, you know, solid idea of how to do it. So my intention is to go and really listen and listen for trends and problems. Yeah, and then huddle with some of my team members. We have practice leaders, you know, get some calls going with them, and then put together a more solid strategy. Because I think it's really like it would be naive of me to call somebody that's like at Bellagio and say, "Oh, well, can I take a look at your insurance?" Yeah, I mean, do you, I mean, do you have local casinos like around Tucson? Or I'm sure there's got to be one in like Phoenix or something, right? 
we have a lot of um, Indian-based casinos. So with the Indian, like um, Pasca Yaki and Tohoda Odom, they have uh, casinos, and they're on their um, they're on their land, and they have hotels attached to them. And then we do a lot of tribal work here. That's not my my wheelhouse. Um, so we do have some of that experience. And um, you know, I just thought, even if let's say, like I love work comp, for example. So even if I couldn't, like let's say, get the whole package of a casino. I know that we could make differences in work comp. So that would be something I would might lead with. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, interesting. I mean, because gambling is, I mean, it's only becoming legal in more and more places. Like it's only expanding to more and more places. But you are still dealing with a, I guess, relatively finite market size, if you will, you know. Yeah. Because there's probably. And I think a lot of it. Uh-huh. Well, I was just curious, like how many in Tucson or just in that greater area, how many casinos are you looking at? I think in Tucson, we would have we have three casinos in Tucson, hmm. and then in Arizona itself, there's probably nine total. Sure. Um, so that's what I mean by swimming upstream. Yeah. I think it'd be a, I think it'd be really fun if if not just the casino. You know, there's multiple restaurants within casinos. Yeah. There's uh, shops. There's you know. There's a whole other subset culture in, in Vegas with neighborhoods, so that, you know, because I've kind of been going to Vegas for about 20 years. So there's other things going on. There's a big manufacturing, um, you know, big manufacturing presence there because there's not a lot of weather in Vegas, you know, compared to like the East Coast or West Coast. Right. So manufacturing is, is hot there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I like where your head's at. So that's just, yeah, that's kind of me. I mean, like, I'm kind of, people call me uh, action-oriented. That's what they say. <laughs> First person that ever mentioned insuring casinos to me, that's for sure. Um, really? Yeah. Um, although I just have a feel like Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro are just somewhere involved, like, waiting to, like, bury you in the desert. That's just the only thing that I'd be afraid oh of. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear how Scorsese just got Joe Pesci out of retirement for his new television show? Uh, new television show. Well, he's got the movie, yeah, The Irishman, doesn't he? Like, that's coming out. Isn't that a movie? That's coming out. And then I believe there's something on Netflix, but... A I TV to, show. I what? believe that he did something with them, because that was the word on the street on this entertainment Google thing that I follow. I say, don't don't tease me, Jennifer, because I know there's The Irishman, which is... <laughs> I think it's De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci all back, and it's a movie, I think. Well, maybe that's it. That's so. coming out, like, October or something? I know that's that a thing. That totally be it. But yeah, no. I mean, Goodfellas is like one of my favorite movies, and Casino is obviously right up there. But uh, that's just kind of my, I just like, I feel like, uh, you know, you say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing. What do you mean my premium went up 10%, you know? What do you so, mean? Uh, Let's just, go out in the back. That's, I would have that in the back of my head just a little bit. But um, I do like that. I think that's very interesting. Outside of casinos, um, what about, on, like, are you doing work comp now? Is that something you're actively focusing on? You know, I'm kind of... Um, actively focusing on you know pretty much anybody's need at this point i'm i struggle with specialization i i just have i've always been this way even when i was in college i kind of struggled with declaring a major <laughs> so um i work in both benefits and pnc so i basically interesting try to focus in on um you know a few key things that could 
be conversation starters, but really I do a lot of listening the first couple of times I meet somebody. Sure. And then I come back and I try to put together the, the team that would be the best. And then when I present with that team, I, I prep them up, and then they're the ones that are on stage talking about things technically. I know enough, but really I like to bring in those people. Like we have a, we have a VP of claims. I like to bring her in because she has a whole process she can explain a lot better than I can. Now, if she's sick, I could probably take some of it. Yeah. But um, I like to show the client how depth, how much depth we have because I think that's something that's really different. I was going to say, going benefits and PNC, that is a special level of unspecialization. So most <laughs> people is. most people draw the line there, Jennifer. But you're saying, no, forget it. I'm 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 going. Nobody's going to. No, stop. I'm going with it. That's yeah. kind of like part of that fear factor. People yeah. have said that to me, and I I don't. It has never been something that I've struggled with. So I don't know if it's an urban myth or if it's a thing that just people say. You can only do one or the other. But I like to do, I like to be that one person in the middle of somebody's account that knows the whole account. Hmm. How's that? How, how, are the, how are those those presentations going? Like what, what, what is the feedback? Like again, you're, you're, it's like you're warming everything up. You're quarterbacking the thing. And then it's mm -hmm. like, hey. I'm bringing in my uh, I'm bringing in my skill players to you know round this thing out so we know we've got everything covered. What what is that process like? Um, you know, making that pivot to those people, um, and then kind of having that conversation. Well, the I think the biggest thing that you have to do is you have to make sure that the client knows exactly what they're walking into, so it's not a surprise. It's within that those first relationship building conversations, the client is is well aware that when we get to that presentation stage that they're going to be in a room with maybe four or five other people. And those four other five other people will have been prepped with all the things that I've talked with with the client. So it's all specific to the client. It's not canned. It's not just fire hosing them. It's all very, um, it's very just detailed. I spend a lot of time prepping the team I would say that prepping the team takes most of my time before a presentation, and then sometimes you prep and prep and prep, and then the conversation just totally takes a different direction, and then I'm, that's my job to make sure that you know, we're, we're able to control the meeting if the client goes a different direction, because the team's all been kind of you know, prepped up on what they need to do, so then I have to pivot it, and that happens a lot. You know, I'll... I'll have other information with me in case we have to pivot. And I also totally trust my teams. We've been really working together for a long time now. And I know their, I know where their comfort level is and they know mine. So it, it really is kind of like, and I'm not a sports person, but it really kind of is like being a quarterback. I never could get that piece when I first started because I, don't know sports so when they would say well you're the quarterback i'd be like okay so what does that mean <laughs> you, you throw the ball to other people that's what it means yeah like but i just didn't get like okay so yeah. the quarterback you know make sure that the team is all like prepped and yeah. this and that i like to look at it more like an like i'm the you know conductor of an orchestra <laughs> or, or like yeah. i'm a like i can get into that or yeah. i can get into like i'm the primary care physician and each pe person is a specialist sure but now I'm okay with being a quarterback. So. All right. So, so this is probably an impossible question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. If you didn't 
this is for this is for agents that might not have that team. If you didn't have a team, right, and you had to go in there by yourself, and you didn't have a, a deep bench, if we keep going with the sports, sure. what's the most important thing? Like, if you had to go it alone, uh, mm-hmm. one is it responsible to do so in, in in certain capacities, or at what point, you know, how would you how would you navigate that if you were just like a one man shop looking to kind of, uh, you know, punch above your weight class, continuing mm-hmm. with the sports. You know, what, what is that thing that is most important to maybe successfully getting in there and getting out? Well, I think that you have to find, if, if I was in the industry without a team behind me, I would do a ton, like a ton of research on emerging risks. And I would focus in on, let's say, I wouldn't be a generalist. I would focus in on one type of class of business. So like, let's just use manufacturing, for example. Um, if I was new, I would also back myself up with something like a Zywave because there's no way that you can do all this research and timeliness, I think, in, in like just using the internet. So I would back myself up with a Zywave. I would figure out what the emerging risks are I would get really in, like invested in what those clients' um, pain points could be. And then I would prepare my appointments where, let's use work comp for example. Um, I'd probably come out with a work comp because everybody has work comp. And then I would prepare whether they have a really high mod by doing some investigation on you know, where their mod's at. And if they have a really high mod, I would go in with some sort of a plan to save them because their agent, if they have a high mod, most likely the agent is it's, is letting them down in some way. It could be a return to work. It could be looking at indemnification claims. It could be looking at a safety program. There's a lot of pivots you can use within that. And if it's lower than 1.0, I would probably talk to that client about, you know, so say asking the client like, so you have a 0.86, how do you feel about that? And most likely the client might say, well, my agent thinks that you know, 0.86 is fantastic. Well, you know, what does it look like the best in class work comp mod? Have you, have you figured that out? Like what could be in your, in your arena, where could you be? And then I would go back and I would look through where they could be and I would also talk with my carriers and I would bring a carrier out as bench strength if I didn't have a team. That's pretty strong. I like that. Um, I got to know. And then I would hope that they liked me for my, my winning personality. Well, I mean, I would also be relentless. You know, I would yes. <laughs> I would make it so that, you know, they didn't forget me. I would probably touch them um, through email or do some kind of drip campaign. And then I would also try to figure out, you know, what's driving, like, why did they decide to meet with me? Yeah, so, so that's, 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 one thing, in, that's the one thing I did want to ask was, why are they deciding to meet with you? What are you doing to get the meeting? How are you opening up that relationship? Well, you know, it's, it depends on the person. I've gotten meetings because of favors, you know, because somebody knows me. Those are, those are great because then there's already almost a building of trust right there. Um, I've gotten meetings by calling up um, off of, like, uh, a MyEdge report and somebody is renewing in a few months, and I notice that their commission from their current agent is kind of out of whack, so I'll make a cold call. I am not, I, 
I hate cold calling, but I do it because it builds my pipeline. And anything I can do to build my pipeline makes me feel better than how hard it is for me to cold call, if that makes sense. Um, so for me, it's all about preparation. It's all about contingency. It's all about building. Yeah. No, it certainly makes sense. Um, so yeah, So and then I do a lot of referral generation at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I've joined a lot of boards. I've been really involved in the community. So when you're involved in the community and you're not leading with insurance, people know what you do. So you don't have to always lead with, I want to talk with you about insurance. And if, And I'm just naturally curious because at some point, you know, I want to always expand my network and I run into most people that want to do the same. You know, they know that networks are important. Um, And then I run into a lot of people that say no too. You know, if if I don't get no's, then I'm not asking enough. That's good. I like that. That's like, uh, put that quote on the wall somewhere. Um, Yeah, it's like, I I love when I hear a no because I'm like, Thank God, I finally made enough calls. Because yeah. if I get yes, hmm. yes, yes, I'm doing too much low hanging fruit. I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get no. I gotta yeah. hear no, because it's no for right now. Yes. I got, I got another answer. Last question, then I think I got another answer too. You've, you've You're been just the... having me talk all about me. This is so weird to walk into a call like this today. <laughs> that, that's how it goes. You've been in the game about five years. What's the next five look mm-hmm. like? Oh, gosh. Next five. So I have a couple of goals. Okay. So for this past five years has been, I've been working quite literally, seriously, like 14 hour days, pretty much every week. I've been invested in, at one point, five boards. I just finished my presidency of the Greater Tucson Leadership Board. Um, my past five years to me was all about building a brand of somebody who shows up, does what they say they're going to do, and can connect you with whoever you need to. Because I didn't have the insurance knowledge, let's say. And at this, the kind of insurance knowledge I found in my teams is really spectacular. I mean, I work with people that have been doing this for 30 years, and you can't replicate that. But what I can do at this point, so for the next five years, now I'm ready for I want to grow my book um, by year five years from today. I want my book to be five million dollars revenue, and I'm on track for that. I want to be a mentor and a leader in five years for upcoming producers, so that I'm helping people grow, and then I'm also getting a piece of their growth because at that point I'll be ready for that. And then I'm also going to be deep diving into um, becoming an expert in two areas. I mean, I mentioned work comp a lot, work comp a lot so that's, some, that's one area I'm focusing in on for education. And the second area I'm focusing in on is cyber because the cyber arena is so fascinating to me. And um, I think that's, a, that's kind of one of those areas where a lot of people aren't getting as deep as they need to. So I want to be unusual in the cyber arena and get as deep there. And I'm going to do that through blogging and through seminars and through getting designations and, you know, certifications. So those are my top three. That's it, Jennifer? That's it. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and then on top of that, I'm going to not work 14-hour days. Like, I I would like to get a little bit more work-life balance. 
and um, this year I took a really nice vacation, so I'm excited about that. Because so all this hard work has paid off, and then I'm going to be at, I'm going to go to Europe next year for the first time in my whole life, and so that was one of my goals 